What's going on, guys? It's Chauncey here, and welcome back to another episode of A Pragmatic Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about college affordability, and I know we've already talked about that, that on this podcast with our student debt cancellation episode, but this is going to be more of a wide range of ideas. And I know one thing you guys have been complaining about lately is the fact that uh, our episodes have been farther and farther apart, and I just want to, to tell you guys that all four of us are high school seniors, and so we are in the busy part of our lives right now, in the busy part of our schedule, so we're going to switch to more of a monthly schedule. This will be October episode and we're going to have another one in November. This means we'll finally have a consistent upload schedule just like we had last year so you can be getting a lot more of us. Um, uh, and yeah, it, it, we worked really hard on this episode. It was really fun uh, to record. So even if you have stuff going on, please try to listen to the entire thing. And so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. Thanks. going on guys it's chauncey here and welcome back to a pragmatic podcast um this is our first episode of the new monthly schedule um i have the one the only kai here today say what's up to the folks at home kai hello hello um me and kai today are going to be talking about college affordability um, it's not just a, an episode about student loans and, and those kinds of things like we talked about last time, although it could be, uh, but it's pretty much just a broad uh, conversation about, it's going to be a broad conversation about college affordability, why college is so expensive and what we can do to get out of it. Um, so yeah, Kai, you want to take it away? You want to you ask a quick question? Uh, well, maybe we can just start with some of the, the things that I'm sure a lot of people who are looking at college are worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just toss those out there, and then we can kind of talk about a few of those things. That's fair. Uh, first of all, I mean, of course, uh, when we just look at the cost of college, it's been getting, it's been, you know, skyrocketing, um, or maybe not skyrocketing, but increasing way too fast. Um, even yeah. when you adjust for inflation, since about, I think, uh, 1988, mm-hmm. it's almost doubled, if not more than doubled. And I think 213 percent. Yeah. Yes, both in private and uh, not uh, private, private and public colleges. Um, and then when you look at like things like, oh well, if if uh, college is getting more expensive, is there still ways to pay for it? Uh, when you look at minimum wage, right? Mm-hmm. Um, minimum wage hasn't increased. So if you're trying to pay off your job through uh, like you know having a uh, job, right? Which everyone should have, but yeah. if it's still not feasible, even doing that. And uh, now, like you know, most people come out of college uh, with uh, you know student loan debt. I have one cousin who managed to get out of college without any debt, but it took a lot of work on their part. Wow! And the, when you go to most colleges, they'll just out front say during like a college tour. You do need to be prepared for college debt out of college, but we'll get you into a career that is, you know, going to be able to pay that off, right? Like that, yeah. they they know that students are going to have student loans. Yeah, which is, and 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 that's the sad thing about about student loans is that you you're going to have to have them if you want to have a genuinely uh, satisfying career in this country. Uh, I believe I think I have it right here on my paper. 
uh, yeah. So in the new skilled jobs uh, that were created in the last six years after the uh, the, the latest recession, um, less than one percent of them were actually uh, actually went to uh, people with high school diplomas or less than that, which is really sad. And it's 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 very reflective of what our new economy looks like. We also lose approximately three hundred seventy-two thousand manufacturing jobs per year, and we've been doing that since the nineteen eighties, around nineteen eighty-five. Um, so it, it's really an unsafe choice to to n- decide not to go to college financially. But then again, it's also an unsafe choice to go to college because you know you're going to have student loan debt. So I I really think that if we could find a way to fix that, if we could find a way to to make sure that people could have not not just like like they they can have loans, but manageable loans, I think it would be a lot easier for people to be a part of this new economy in our country. And you, you brought up the points that are definitely important, like how um, having having college uh, be accessible to people should be helpful to the economy. Like, mm-hmm. you know, going to college as an individual should be independently as an individual good for, uh, like, good financially for yourself and then good for um, the U.S. economy as a whole because you're getting into a job that is requires more skill, requires higher education, and is more profitable. So. You know, for me, I want to go into college and become an engineer. Yeah. That's going to help the economy, hopefully, right? Because I'm going to be developing, help develop, hopefully, in the next world-changing, you know, material or, <laughs> or like, invention or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right? And I do, and, and in my eyes, college is a, you know, expensive investment that will hopefully get me to achieve that goal. Yeah. And it's 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 that way for everyone. But it's it's also really important. I mean, yeah, everyone has a goal. That's that's what Kai's talking about. Everyone has a goal. But even if you don't have a goal and you don't know what you want to do after high school, you still pretty much need to go to college in order to, to have a, a, a job that's going to give you a good life. In fact, I think by 2025, Bill Gates said this, that two-thirds of jobs require a college education in our society. Two-thirds. So if, if you don't go to college, you're only getting one-third of a slice of the pie. And that pie, that part of the pie is probably the worst part <laughs> because those jobs are probably menial and, 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 and low paying with little to no benefits. I just, it's, it's, and I think now we need to start going into to why this is happening. I don't really understand why colleges have, 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 I have some theories, of course, but I don't understand why colleges have increased their prices so much since the 80s and, and since the, the early 1900s as we were talking about. Um, I mean, I think my, my best theory is that They've colleges have have started to to need to market to students a bit more because since the the beginning of the GI Bill, um, colleges have transitioned from having kind of a a a, a not just, not like not a local but like you they didn't have to market to people they knew that there were certain people out there who were qualified who were going to want to go to their college of course they needed to market to them and they needed to market to some other people but there wasn't as much of a wide base that they needed to to. Uh, uh, Activate in order to have a, a lively student body. But now, since the GI Bill, which, well, it was a, a while ago, more and more people have had the opportunity to go to college, which means that they need to market themselves. They have competition out there. They need to, to make sure that their schools 
uh, seem better than everyone else. In order to do that, they need to pay for better teachers, I mean professors. Sorry, I'm in, I'm in high school, so I refer to them as teachers still, but they need to pay, pay for better professors, better student services, new projects, and that costs a lot of money. So they're really, I think that's my, my greatest theory as to why it's the, the prices increase so much. Of course, there's inflation, but but it's it does cost a lot of money to have a beautiful college that educates people well. And yeah, and that that's that might be why they're charging it. There are also it also could be like a lot of for-profit colleges that they're they're being a bit greedy. <laughs> um, but you never know. It's it, you can't really know as a student going into it. We're both high school seniors, so it's 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 difficult for us to know. We're we're going into this journey, so we thought it was a very important topic to talk about. Yeah, and um, I so so that is a I would I presume that is definitely some of the reason that college is getting more expensive. Um, mm-hmm. I also heard that it could be like I mean you know some people uh, insist that it's because the demand for college has gone up. Yeah, that's another thing I've heard. That yeah, that can also lead to um, you know higher prices, which is surprising to me. Um, mm-hmm. I. I'm not someone who looks into the economy much, and I'm sure that's someone who has a better understanding could explain it. But to me, if there's more people want to go to college, then colleges would accept more people and then lower the cost for everybody because there's so many more people going into college that can help fund the uh, whatever projects and hiring professors and building more campus that mm-hmm. the college needs to do. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah. I could, I could see that. Another, another one of, another good theory that, that kind of paints colleges as greedy is the fact that, um, I mean, we know that financial aid and the amount of money that the government gives to students has increased over time. Which that was a big part of the GI Bill and and and, and Sally Mae, which was a uh, program that I believe is now uh, non-existent, but that was created in by Richard Nixon to increase the amount of student loans by made by the government. Um, but it, I, I believe that those programs greatly increase the amount of financial aid given out to students. And because of that, uh, uh, colleges may have compensated for that. So they may have adjusted their prices to make sure that they were still, not still, but they were making an even greater profit off of people's uh, lack of ability to, to, to get an education on their own. Now, that sounds bad. I didn't mean to say it that way, but like off of people's lack of ability to pay for their own college education, which is not their own fault, but society's fault. Um, I mean, those are a lot of good theories, and we definitely have those down, but I don't really know what we're going to do about it. That's the thing. (laughs) I mean, we can't know. We're high schoolers, but what do you think we should do about it, Kai? So... I think that um, I actually was uh, hearing about a professor. I think it was a professor. I, I can't exactly remember, uh, which is kind of a bummer. But anyway, they were saying that um, one thing we can do is make sure that at least, at the very least, community colleges can be free to, or like, you know, through financial aid, through other systems, can be free to any person who. Mm-hmm wants to go to college for uh, and pursue a higher education yeah um you know private public uh, larger universities that that's a bigger issue for sure that we can get into later but at least at the at the start you know a community college for example uh one that is some somewhat near to me is called oakton yeah um, that's it's near to me oakton too <laughs> be like free to anyone who wants to uh 
anyone who wants to apply in this like you know area it, mm-hmm. or it should be you know through through some financial aid it shouldn't be too hard yeah i completely agree and it's that's like that's it's that's one of the 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 ways that i think people could take in order to get through that that college route i mean obviously i oakton is not the the level of education that you would get if you fully paid for a college but it is better than going into the military, for example, to pay for college so that the government will fully pay for your college, risking your life to get a college education. Not just that. Serving your country, of course, is a very important thing to do, and people should have the ability to make that choice. But if college really does motivate them, which is something that happens a lot for people, I don't really think that that's a, a safe thing that our people should be doing. We, we shouldn't be forcing our people to risk their lives in order to get a college education. I mean, I just I, I appreciate the fact that the government is is rewarding people for 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 serving their country because that's a good thing. But it's I don't it's it's yeah I've seen a lot of people around us do that, haven't you, Kai? I just it's it's a I don't know yeah, what to think um, about it. I I don't know anyone personally who is doing that, but um I I I know that that is a a, a big motivation for some some people, and mm-hmm. it it's. It's a bit scary, you know. I, yeah, for people who want to go to college, that is a, you know, viable uh, idea. It's you know, um, yeah, yeah. I was, I was also hearing that uh, it's so. For from my perspective, um, you know, of course, colleges they're pretty easy to learn about. Um, you know, that's you know, once you get all the details sorted. Applying to a college is a few clicks, an essay, and a few more clicks. Um, hmm. Scholarships, on the other hand, are a bit a bit tougher, and it's hard to really find good scholarships, apply to these scholarships, and uh, get accepted yeah. for these scholarships. Um, I am right now uh, applying for the National Merit Scholarship. Um, which grants me you know, like two thousand five hundred dollars for in scholarship money, mm-hmm. um, but other than that, that's kind of like the only scholarship system I'm, I'm aware of, and it would be important for more students to have availability and make it easier to apply to these scholarships and get more kids financial aid. Uh, you know, because even if even if these systems are out there, it doesn't mean that they're being taken advantage well. Yeah. Uh, taken advantage of well. Yeah, and I, the one thing that makes me worried about scholarships, though, is the fact that they're merit based. And of course, I think that the people who who do the best and who are the smartest should, who and work the hardest, should should be able to get like not the most financial aid, but should be able to have access to financial aid. But I also think that it can create a lot of problems in in a, a teenager's mind. We we deal with the. I mean, of course, we don't deal with as many problems as as our. Our, predis- our, our, our previous generations, but I think it's still, it, it's very difficult to be a teenager in this society as it is. With a lot, the, all the mental health problems that, that exist in our, our generation, I think adding another, another step onto the college application process that forces you to compete for money creates a, 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 an opportunity for someone to have more mental health problems than they should have to have. And I mean, yeah, but I do be- I, I do believe I do agree with you, Kai, that there should be more scholarships and there should they should be more open to people because then maybe yes, definitely more open. That is that is yes. Yeah. 
That is true. All right. Well, bringing it back onto our our our, our conversation about solution. Well, yeah, no. Uh, another example of of a solution that we've talked about on this podcast before actually is canceling student loans. Now, this isn't something that really talks as much about the future, which is another part of that episode we talked about. Go ahead and listen to it. It's one of our previous ones, if you can. It was a really great, fun episode to record. But um, it it deals with the previous generation, the one that was pretty much screwed over by programs like Sally Mae that I talked about before. Uh, in fact, I think that the all of the student loan debt in America right now totals around $1.3 trillion, which is why I believe, personally, that we should not cancel the, uh, our, 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 we, that we should not cancel Americans' student debt because we already, we're already in debt. The go- American government is already in debt, and we're about to hit our, our debt cap, which would make us go into default. So I don't really see why, if someone owes us $1.3 trillion, we wouldn't cash in on that, even though it's our own people. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and I think that it is, and my, my problem with uh, canceling student loan debt is that where is the solution for future generations? Exactly. Right? Um, it's, it's, that's the main thing for me. Yes, of course, $1.5 trillion, not that easy to cancel, but you know, at the rate that we're going, it's going to pile up to 1.5 trillion in, I don't know, the next 10 years. I'm not, I, that's not an exact number, but that is, I wouldn't say that's like too unreasonable to say that, you know, it's, it's not slowing down. Um, and that's where the, you know, the harder, issues come in uh where where do we cut prices um do we have do we just recommend that colleges start lowering their costs do we mm. um, set a cap um say that you know uh, college prices have to increase along with inflation um i think that that is you know a possibility from now on colleges have to increase with the current inflation um because mm. there shouldn't be many other factors that are going into why colleges should be raising their prices a ton besides the fact that money's getting, you know, uh, is starting to be worth less, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I see what you mean. Uh, Kai, going back to your point that, uh, that, that uh, sorry, sorry. Um, going back to your point that um, student loan debt and canceling student loan debt um, isn't really uh, practical because it doesn't do anything about Future gen—I mean, yeah, future generations. I do need to give the government credit. I wanted to point this out because I, I did research on this recently, and I thought it was really interesting. They actually canceled one of the programs uh, that had been creating this this debt problem, Sally Mae, which was creating which was created in 1972 by Richard Nixon as a good thing, actually, because before Sally Mae, not as many people were were able to get student loan debt. Only like the the people who really, really, really needed it, and the people who who needed it to get in, but didn't need it quite as much, um, uh, we're not able to get it, um, and, and thus we're not able to go to college. Um, but Sally May, which was regulated at the government by the government at the time, um, actually created more of a market for this to happen, and so more people were able to do this. But in the 90s, uh, in a compromise between uh, President Clinton and Congress, this changed, and Sally May lost a lot of its regulatory, or uh, oversight, a lot of the the well, okay, sorry. The government wasn't regulating Sally Mae as much, essentially. And so it, it became a real issue in America, and it started assigning larger and larger loans with 
lower and lower monthly payments, which basically didn't allow people to pay off their loans. And so even though they were able to pay off their payments, they weren't able to pay off their loans because the payments were often lower than the interest rates. And that's why we have such a large amount of default. And I think it's actually 8 million Americans who are in default right now. And when you're in default, that makes it makes for a really huge issue <laughs> because the government is allowed to take out 15% of your paycheck. I think 15, I have it on my paper. Yeah, 15% of your tax returns and then 15% of your social security, which is, uh, it's it's kind of the worst way to, to be in, uh, it's, it's the worst way to default. And to make matters worse, you can't declare bankruptcy because Sally Mae uh, lobbied Congress so much that they made it extremely difficult, almost impossible to declare bankruptcy for, for someone who's, who's defaulting or someone who has large amounts of student loan debt to declare bankruptcy. So I'm sorry for that, that long history of Sally Mae and, and programs that created this kind of student loan debt. But I do want to point out that the government actually did do something and that that may have an impact in the future on people like us, Kai. Um, but coming back to this, I, I do think that, yeah, something needs to be done, obviously. Um, and that is one of those things that may have been done that we haven't talked about on this podcast, so I wanted to bring it up. Um, I, I would like to just spend a second echoing uh, one of the points that you mentioned, uh, which is that uh, you cannot declare bankruptcy because mm. that is you can, is but it's um, almost impossible. It's, it's, it's nearly impossible. Um, uh, it's I remember hearing a story about a specific student who is uh, you know is living a life that is equivalent to someone who would need to like need to pay like uh, need to file for bankruptcy yeah right? they're, they're struggling to pay certain bills and they're you know they're always stressed about income and they were just talking about how stressful it is that they cannot apply for bankruptcy in their situation they're in because of this um and i actually did not know that it was connect, connected to this sally may um program but mm-hmm. it it's extremely stressful like i mean even to the point where it would make sense to apply for bankruptcy um many many people are still denied that that um you know kind of that last resort that that uh should be i mean shouldn't shouldn't even be an issue but should be available to people if they absolutely need it Mm -hmm. and i just want to point out one quick thing the sally may is known actually as the student loan marketing association um, I just wanted to point that out because I didn't want people looking up like Sally Mae and then not finding it. Um, but uh, yeah, continue with your point, Kai. Sorry. Oh, well, th- that's all I had. Um, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, and now I'm just thinking. Um, yeah, that's okay. All right, my bad. Um, I'll, I'll continue. Um, yeah, no, it, it, it's a problem that affects all of us. And I think people want it. People think that like in the middle of their, their, their college years, if they're not going to be able to handle it, and they can see they're not going to be able to handle it, they say, oh, I can drop out or I can transfer. It's actually much more difficult to do that too. Transferring, not as much, but dropping out just, it makes you, you don't get the diploma. So you, you don't have as much you, you're, you're basically considered the same as someone with, with a, just a high school diploma, even though you went through all that trouble and now have more student loan debt than someone with an average high school diploma. But in the end, I just think that, yeah, this is difficult. So we're going to take a quick break, guys. Uh, we're going to come back. It's a shorter episode. Um, and when we come back, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have our conclusion. Thanks for listening. Hope you're enjoying. Thanks.
Hey guys, uh, Chauncey here. Welcome back. Uh, we hope you enjoyed that short break. Uh, so me and Kai ag- finally agreed on a, uh, a solution to our problem uh, with college affordability. Um, we think that in the next few years, colleges, anyone who goes to a college, anyone who goes to, to a state or private school should have a 10-year return on investment, which means that they should be able to pay back all of their loans within 10 years. Um, and the way that we think we're going to do that, actually, you know what, Kai, if you want to expand on that a bit more, uh, but it, it essentially has to do with lowering tuition at state schools, but raising the federal uh, uh, funding for state schools as well in order to kind of uh, lower the amount of money people need to pay for state schools because we can't really affect private schools, um, but raising the federal funding in order to m- make sure that they can compete with those private schools. So can you expand on that a bit, Kai? Uh, yeah, so you, yeah, you definitely gave a good overview. Um, we were talking about uh, paying back student loans in 10 years. Definitely agree on that. It's, uh, you know, I think we can agree that something that you can pay back in 10 years, but then keep on growing financially is is a pretty good investment. Um, uh, I think that's lowering, you know, as Chauncey said, lowering private school tuition is not an option. But if we lower state schools, um, like imagine if if uh, my state school, Urbana-Champaign, um was to lower its tuition um, a considerable amount, I definitely would want to go over there. In fact, one of the main issues about uh, me choosing Urbana over uh, another another private school is that Urbana's tuition is quite high. It's 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 high even compared to uh, public uh, out out of state um, state schools. But that's that's not an issue. Even to like so. But the main point is that to private schools, private colleges, Urbana is about the same price when you do the math. Um, if Urbana were to lower their, their uh, tuition, I would definitely prioritize Urbana and other schools that I'm looking at that are private would definitely feel a pressure from uh, to lower their tuition so they can attract more students like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as, and then Chauncey brought up a good point. Uh, I don't know if you said this yet, but if if state schools were to lower their tuition in the next few decades, we might see a trend towards private schools being more luxurious. Uh, you know, state schools are receiving less money from tuition. Private mm-hmm. schools will have an edge up and um, rich kids will go to privates and uh, kids who don't have as much money will go to, uh, will go to uh, public schools. Yeah. We of course want to avoid that. So in the meantime, until uh, we'll, we, would want the on a federal level to provide more funding to state schools, and hopefully that will uh, account for any any lost tuitions, uh, any like any uh, money that is lost to tuitions, and keep them competitive with private schools. And private schools will eventually feel the pressure and start lowering their tuition. Yeah. And and I think that's a good point overall. And I, I want to point out, it's kind of funny that Kai said that because U of I is supposed to be one of the better schools when it comes to tuition. So um, the fact that they're still almost uh, as or almost the same as a lot of the private schools he's looking at shows just how high these tuitions are. But um, yeah, 
I think that's the that marks the end of our episode. Um, we really hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll, we're going to have a lot of these shorter episodes from now on. We liked talking a bit more in depth about these, but we're high school seniors, as we said, uh, and we're both in the middle of our application process, so it's really difficult for us to do that. So this new, shorter, monthly schedule works a lot better for us. But we honestly want to thank you guys for keep for, for continuing to listen. You guys are the reason that we, we put out this podcast time and time again. We have a lot of fun doing it, but it wouldn't be anything without you guys, the listeners, the followers. Um, so yeah, we, we, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Kai, let's uh, give a, a shout out to the folks at home. Well, yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed and uh, I hope to see you in the next episode. All righty. Well, thank you guys. Whether it is the morning, afternoon, or evening where you are, goodbye. And we hope you enjoyed the episode.